TheItSpot.com <laughs> Another lovely day begins Toast and goons with greenish skin So welcome where the sun won't shine To the castle of Count Frightenstein much have to do this real time i agree because yeah jesus doing it this early would be a dream the problem is it's, it's disastrous for reaching anybody on a phone but oh that's true yeah yeah we've been doing the early bird special and that's why we're not reaching it uh-huh yeah mm. that's neither here nor there and it's getting hot in here because i turned my ac off way too early should have waited until the last second uh yes probably i'm pressing buttons i'm the word whore and you are listening to another episode of air out my shorts with john and scott (laughs) the heavy metal edition this is the heavy metal edition i think i drunkenly posted on their wall that i'm gonna call our next episode the heavy metal episode (laughs) no matter what but i have no idea why i was threatening to do that I'm just so frustrated that they're not doing 300. It's, what are they waiting for? Well, they've done 300. I know. Ten, they, ten times over. What, what are they they're, waiting for? They're making for? too big of a deal out of it. Now everyone's think, just going to be disappointed with whatever they come up with. So now they don't want to ever call anything 300. Yeah. But nobody's going to be disappointed. Just call it 300 and be done with it. You know? I mean, if you added up their total number of episodes, they're way, way beyond 300. Oh, yeah, yeah. With all the ad hocs and the three-part episodes, I wish they would get somebody to do the math. They they know people who have those skills. They do. Somebody should count the actual episode releases and tell them what number they're really at, and then they'll get over their whole... Then they can prepare for four Right. <laughs> yes, and then go through this all again. 399.1, 399.2. Anyway, I'm finding it very comical. But uh, I don't know if you listened to their last episode. I'm cursing John for recommending that documentary. I've, ha- I've been watching it on nonstop loop since he did. I mm. can't stop watching it. I'm mesmerized. Tim's uh, Vermeer. Yes. My God, so I'm hoping it'll it'll kickstart me into action. I'm I vowed, 
and I probably have said this at this time every year on our recordings, I vowed to be so far in advance prepared for Art Basel, and now the clock is ticking, and I'm right back in the what the fuck, where did the time go? I've got everything covered in plastic, and I've got five paintings all at the Mm. 65% complete mark, and I don't even know which one I can finish in time. So I'm having a bit of a meltdown, but it's not entirely all procrastination. You know, I basically worked for 18 days straight without sleep, and I had the flu for eight of them. So I'm not entirely to blame this time. But I'm just pissed. I, you know, the gallery starts asking for stuff in the middle of November because they have to plan the wall space. So if I don't have an answer for them soon, I'm missing the the only reason to fucking be in a gallery for the whole calendar year. You're it's, right. It's stressful, but I'm. Well, you know, so- only you know when they're done. I know. I know. Well, I think that's why, uh, you know, the first couple of times I I watched the documentary, it was just for the sake of the the interest of the documentary itself. And now I'm just using it as, hey, this guy had never picked up a paintbrush before. Like, fucking get your shit together, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So, I don't know. Hopefully it'll work, but um, I, uh, I have tomorrow off and then I'm back to work first thing Thursday morning. So if I don't do a shitload tomorrow, I'm going to be pissed at myself royally. I want to hear about your Trapper John visit trip. Uh, well, um, before that, I don't know. Did we talk about Nuit Blanche at all? No. Because it was Nuit Blanche up in Toronto, which means white night. Uh, and it's uh, from sundown to sunup. There's art stuff that goes on around Toronto. And some people really hate it and think it's shit, and other people think that it's really good. Uh, I think it is uh, what you make it. I think it is exactly what you make it. I've, I've, had, I've been royally disappointed some years, and there was one year that I got really into it, and I went on, I think I told you about the going to the uh, music conservatory which was basically across the street from where I lived at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was magical. It was magical. They had every student musician in different rooms, and they're all playing the same orchestral piece the whole night. And they had headsets on so they could hear each other. So as you walked through the conservatory, it was a consecutive flow of music, even though they weren't in the same room. Mm. It was it was gorgeous. Cool. It's kind of like was, a soundtrack right. to and your so, life. Right. Some of them were on balconies. You know, there was a, a girl on a balcony playing the violin, and they were all in sync. It was really beautifully done. I found that moving. But yeah, I've had some shitty Nuit Blanches, too. Well, people... And, and you know, I won't even... I refuse to even say the name of it correctly. <laughs> When's that Blanc night happening? Yeah. Well, the one of the biggest complaints is that there's so many people at it. And it's, you know, it's gotten bigger and bigger every year. Uh, but the thing is, is that if you're going to go out to the centerpieces, like between mm, 10 and 2, you're an idiot. 
Yeah. Just agreed. don't do that. And, uh, you know, Mrs. Buttons is is very, very good. She's the newbie blanche Nazi, she calls herself, because she organizes it. And she does a good job of, like, planning a route that makes right. sense and that doesn't fall in the busy parts where all the yahoos are, are hammered and starting fights and stuff like that. So like this exactly. year, was, it was very good. We went out, there were some things where hardly anyone was at it and it was amazing. We, you know, when we finally did, we couldn't help but sort of hit the apex of it at, in both uh, volume and uh, in terms of where a lot of the displays were. But all we did was make that our lunch break. So sure. we showed up, we, we went to Korean barbecue, ate at two o'clock in the morning or one or whatever it was and drank cause they had had a liquor license till four. So, so we had our all you can eat meat and pitcher of Long Island iced tea. And then we went out nah, and there are no more crowds. How about that? Yeah, no, exactly. And you want a little taste of the chaos too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's part of the experience. You know, it's a very similar to the way Art Basel works here, or even the monthly Art Walk, which is the second Saturday of every month. It's, I mean, people bitch about it all the time because it's, a lot of it is a lot of an excuse to be up all night and the food trucks and the drunk kids and the, mm-hmm. you know, it gets, it gets a bit much, but if you know how to negotiate it or Nazize it, as Mrs. Buttons puts it, you know, you you know how to do it. Yeah. You have to know how to do it. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, and it becomes fun. The best time uh, is usually between two and four, where it's sort of the magic hour of it, where there's still people out, uh, but it's not crazy, and it's not like sometimes when you get to about seven o'clock in the morning, it's it's a little weird. <laughs> it's surreal <Sure>. and lonely. <laughs> yeah. And drunk. But this year, too, we also uh, we met up with a friend of ours who who uh, came out. Uh, he's he's one of our, our friends that lives in the building here. And um, so he met us at, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning or whatever, and then stayed till the end. And uh, and it ended with a uh, sing along at him at uh, the TIFF light box. Nice. Uh, which was fun. I just sat and drank. But they they were out dancing in the aisles. <laughs> what kind of sing along? Um, it was uh, this this friend of of our friend uh, was hosting um, a sing like a half an hour sing along to a bunch of clips from a whole bunch of musicals, basically. And there Ooh. were there were people there were people there who it was their fourth time sitting through it and stuff. Yay! Oh, I would have loved. That. It was just a silly way, and it was like a, like you know when we rolled in, it was about seven o'clock in the morning, and and so that was that. And we got in a cab, came home, and then drank till well past sunup. Nice. <laughs> Sounds healthy. It was. It was yes. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> So yeah, that, there was that, uh, and then it was Trapper John, our first phone-in guest. It was, no, he wasn't our first phone-in guest. He was our oh, first no. story submitter. That's right, right. First and story. people, and people. Did we ever you? have him on the phone? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. We ha- well, actually, no, we did briefly. Both both he and his wife many years later, but I know 
people have always wondered how we even had a first story submitter because it was the catch-22 of how the Mm -hmm. fuck did they know to submit the story to the show before the show existed. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. You contact him and say, we don't have any content for the show that we're going to record in 20 minutes. Can you send something? Because we just invented it this afternoon. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think I think we gave him the nickname on the show or, well, mm-hmm. he, he had sort of had that nickname before. But, um, so yeah, you drove to... It was his, uh, both he and his wife, uh, their 10th anniversary and they both turned 40 around this time. And so uh, they had their forty ten forty party. So we uh, we we left to go visit them to break up the drive. We stopped in Bradford, uh, Pennsylvania. Got up in the morning and went and toured the Zippo Museum, Ooh. which was interesting. And Mrs. Buttons bought herself a a nineteen thirty five replica Zippo. There. Nice. Tell her to take very good care of it. Anytime I've had a special Zippo, they. I lose them so, so quickly. I have a feeling it probably won't actually leave the house. I hope not. I I would actually strongly recommend she don't leave home Mm -hmm. with it. (laughs) (laughs) The opposite of the commercial. Don't leave home with it. Yes. You may remember Big Johnny gave me a really super special fancy Zippo. It was a rainforest theme. There was a pen and a Zippo. And it was so pretty. And it went missing at one of our... Uh, Dunedain big ass parties and I was so upset I mean it came in a fancy box and it never left my office because I was so afraid of losing it and someone walked away with it Hmm. which is very upsetting did I get you one too um, I'm that you may- lost like a week later, or was that? Mm, I think you got it. I think you got a new one and gave me your old one. No, if I gave you one, I got it for like a Christmas thing or something. Really? Yeah. Mm, I don't think it was me. Okay. The, I would I think, remember. I think I know who it was. I went through a phase where, not a phase. I at some point in time made a firm decision to never ever own a fancy lighter or a fancy pair of sunglasses because those two things are just not things that... Yeah, sunglasses are... (laughs) What a waste of time to spend money on those. Yes. The guilt I have suffered over... I think I owned a gorgeous, very expensive pair that I bought in Hawaii for three hours, and I've probably told that story before. I'm starting to feel like we're repeating ourselves a lot, actually. The last episode, well, we're going to go back to your story, I promise, but the last episode while I was editing it, I was convinced the entire time I could have constructed it out of old episodes. Well, that's what we should do. (laughs) I know. I was actually afraid people were going to start posting, are you just re-combobulating things? Because... We've heard all these stories before and in their exact phrasing and everything. Anyway, I want to hear about your damn trip. Uh, Okay, so we did that and then we drove the rest of the way uh, through uh, periods of horrendous traffic and finally made it to Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Hung out with them and then um, on the Saturday night of the weekend that we went, we uh, went to the party, which was at this wonderful it was called Havana 59. 
and uh, it's a a cigar bar, one of the few left in the city. Hence and, the name. Uh, yes, and but it's really nicely done in sort of a Havana style too. Like it's a, it's a very nice looking place, and there is this um, upstairs part with. Uh, I, well, I guess typically it would be just part of the restaurant during the day or whatever, and a room that they would uh, teach salsa dancing and stuff at night. Uh, in this case, uh, there was a private party, which was ours. So half of it, half of it's open deck, and half of it's uh, undercover. Oh. And there's balconies and stuff like that done up to look like you're actually in like a three-story Havana building. So it's kind of like you, you're. When you're in there, you're in Havana. It's very nice. And I actually had a cigar for the first time and I don't know how long. Wow. 15, 20 years. And it was great. Sometimes, I've forgotten how good they are. <laughs> Sometimes there's nothing better. It was, I, I've, of course I was going to have one, but, but it was like, wow, I uh, have to have more of these sometime. Although yeah. looking at the prices coming back, uh, you know, through the border, it was like, mm, geez. <laughs> sure. For, for me, a cigar is, it's, it's very much tied to the setting and the moment and the reason. And it can be the best thing in the world if all those things align perfectly, mm-hmm. you know? But if it's just, you know, when we, when we had our poker nights, <laughs> at the beginning of them it was like we must smoke cigars and the next day i'd wake up and go what the fuck you don't need to chain smoke cigars the whole time oh, you're no, playing no, no. poker i got very turned off of them for a very long time yeah me but too actually i, I, think, I really lost i think that's what did it for me is we were just overdoing it because it yeah felt- and shit cigars too, probably. <laughs> right no they weren't good they weren't good. That really makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a Romeo and Juliet, which I think on the menu is like 12 or $13. Sure. And that's a Dominican. That's not even Cuban. So, Yeah. But No, and I think at one point we had a humidor, but we didn't really know how to use it. So it, <laughs> it, it wasn't keeping things the way it was supposed to. You know, no, we, were they... su- we were supposed to put some sort of wet sponge in there and we didn't know how. So there are these horrible desiccated things. <laughs> right. Yeah. Basically, go outside right now, roll up a bunch of dried up dead maple leaves and the taste is the same. Yeah. And, the he- and the headache is equivalent. Yeah. Um, so we hung out with them and there are two lovely daughters who are six and two. Jesus. Um, and... Uh, then uh, when we when we left there, we again decided to break up the uh, trip. So we stopped in Gettysburg uh, because Mrs. Buttons wanted to see the Eisenhower uh, house. Okay. Which is on the Gettysburg land or the national park or whatever it is. It's funny we rolled in at night on a sun late on a Sunday night, and so the place is mostly dead. Except that there's these little groups of people walking around and you see that like there's some people dressed as Union soldiers and stuff like that because they're doing these ghost tours of places. Mm. And it's kind of funny because when you walk down the strip, you see these signs saying, you know, don't go to the other guys. Go with us. You know, all our interpreters are celebrities. And then you walk and you see it's like 
we have this person who wrote this book. Don't go to the other guys. It was like there were <laughs> six or seven places all in a row that do goat's oh, box. It's apparently oh, one a cutthroat, uh, yeah, it's a cutthroat business apparently in that place. It's kind of funny. Uh, we went there because it's a 50s house. It's not It's not like really a fancy place. And so Mrs. Buttons always wanted to go there and check it out. And we did. And it was kind of cool. And then seeing just the national park area of it and whatnot and all the tours you can go on is uh it was, it was really interesting you really do feel like you're in a well you're in the middle of a huge battleground the biggest on north yeah. american soil yeah i've been there and it's uh it's something else plus two is like really misty so we'd be going down the roads and you just see these cannons lined up in the mist yeah. and everything is quite something I haven't been there since the 12th grade, but I remember it. So Mrs. Buttons, when we came home, watched Ken Burns' Civil War, all, all, all of it in three days. Cool. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. We should read a story. We should. I'm going to get a quick top up and I will be right back. I trust you to dig in the mailbag while I do that. I will do that. Thank you. I'll be right back. Check in the mailbag. That sounded like she needed crutches to get up. Check in the mailbag. What's in it? What's in it? What's in the mailbag? Uh, we have a story. Which is uh, which is good, because otherwise, uh, well, the show might be improved if we didn't. But um, the premise would have to change. What's that noise? At the door slam. La la la. Someone's ransacking the apartment. So we have a story. Hello. We have a story. It's frightfully obvious how tiny my place is based on how quickly I can do the circuit from the bathroom to the fridge and back. <laughs> so we got something here. You want me to read the intro? Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. It's been a while. Being busy. I retired from the Navy, got a job at a state penitentiary, and have been working on a book series. The Navy? <gasps> I think I know who this is going to be. Thought you guys had pod faded and was pleasantly surprised to see a couple of new episodes pop up in my iTunes. We totally did pod fade. Sense of relief abounded. Missed you two and whipped up a little spooky treatment for the Halloween season for submission. Yay! Looking forward to getting back into the shorts business and hearing more casts come from you two in the future. Excelsior and welcome back. Doxim. Shit, I didn't I didn't realize it was a Halloween story. We didn't even theme this. Oh well. Oh. So be it. Doxim! Yay! That's exciting. And I'm glad he retired from the fucking Navy. Yeah. 
<laughs> Although state <laughs> penitentiary, penitentiary. Yeah. sounds not so cheerful either. I hope it's a women's penitentiary. Yeah, we need more information on that for sure. And not a, uh, you know, maximum security <laughs> serial killer place. God, I don't know. We we need to write him back and see what that's all about. Okay, and the story is called Hellspawn by Doxim. So, you be wanting to know about the day the very spawn of hell came a-knocking on me door, do ye? Oh, come on, you're supposed to do it like a pirate. Oh, is that what I'm supposed to be? It doesn't well, say with, that. No, but with that kind of language. There aren't state... Well, I hadn't read the language till I read the language. There aren't stage directions. So, you wanting to know all about the day the very spawn of hell came a-knocking on me door, do ye? Very well, I say, but hearken ye, this tale's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I'm, a le- I'm a leprechaun pirate. <laughs> and by the way, your fake stereotypical Italian accent on the last story... The last episode sounded <laughs> sounded like Count Dracula, which made no sense at all. Yeah, they're they're close, aren't they? <laughs> they're not even close at all. Italy, Romania. Yeah. <laughs> I just come off me longest sojourn in the darkest parts of pirate-infested tropical seas, and was deeply pining for some time alone with a keg of ale in me best lass. That's when I noticed the stench arising from somewhere beyond me front door. Arr. You are ad-libbing that R is not in there. Brimstone and death twas crinkling my nose and burning the very hairs of me mustache. The odor crept under the door, sending my girl wailing back into the pantry. Ne'er have I ever smelled something so pungent. Not by land nor sea, says I. I sneaked forward, gripping the handle of the door, and turned it so very slowly. Opening the door a crack, I peered through the small opening, looking beyond me home into the streets beyond. There was a mist floating like the deepest sea of fog or the town. I just keep on red thinking. Mist. Is this a red you're, what? Now you're leaving out words. Red mist. <laughs> the accent's changing uh, like, uh, oh, like yeah. Kevin no. Costner in Robin Hood. Kevin Costner as Kevin Costner in? Yes. In fill in the blank. <laughs> there was a red mist floating like the deepest sea fog o'er the town. The stench was stronger here, exposed to yon mist as I were, and I pulled the door open further against me better judgments. I took a step out, peering through the mist that were thickening as I watched. From behind, I could hear my lassie crying out in fear, begging me to close the door. There's something really mentally fucked up in my head. When you said I opened the door against my better judgments, I took that as some sort of testicle reference and a door smash in the crotch. <laughs> that, uh, that's uh, an interesting leap. Who's ever referred to their testicles as their better judgments? <laughs> Yeah, I know it was a leap, but that's where my head went. 
As if in answer to her calls, the most horrific cry burst forth from the mist, rumbling past me ears and searing itself into me soul, very soul. Ne'er have I heard anything like that noise since, nor had I before. The ground beneath me, home, trembled and buckled, snapping trees around the house, shattered windows in their <laughs> eaves. Only the long years of walking about the decks of ships in the stormiest of seas kept me on me feet. <coughs> uh, the story is hard on the throat. <sighs> A stillness settled over the land at that moment, and I wondered briefly if the odd event was at an end. I stepped backward into me doorway keeping my eyes ever alert on the mist shifting and growing all about me house. Suddenly off to the port side of me home, the mist swirled as if something were moving about. Turn the page. Ding! I kept me eyes locked on the spot, waiting for further movement and called back to me last to bring me my pistols. I heard her footfalls moving about the house behind me and click of the key turning in me gut. In me... Hold on. In me gut? In me gut. <laughs> I heard her footfalls moving across the house behind me and click of the key turning in me gun cabinet. Her footfalls approached. After a moment, as I watched the mists continue to swirl and gather, retreat and pulse, it were not a doubt in me mind that there was something out there. She placed me pistols in me hands, which I surreptitiously slid backward, expecting me pistols. I can't decide if I'm Eartha Kitt or <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. So I'll be both. So she placed me pistols in me hands, which I surreptitiously slid backward, expecting me pistols. I said that already. Oh, the hands. I <laughs> I thought pistols was maybe a euphemism for something. And then, I don't know, the sliding backward and expecting me pistols. I, I, I read that completely wrong. She With me hands... What? Me pistols in my hands, which I surreptitiously slid backward, expecting me pistols. I don't understand the sentence at all. <laughs> well, if you scratch expecting me pistols and change it to which I had surreptitiously slid backward, it would make sense. Let's edit his uh, story for him. No, it's Doxim. He requires no embellishment. With me hands firmly gripping the pistols, I stepped out further, holding my left pistol up, tracking the mist that was slowly swirling back and forth. <laughs> I whispered... <laughs> Where did that back and forth come from? It's a whole new accent that hasn't been introduced yet. I whispered to me last to close the door behind me, lest what was in the mist enter the home. When the latch set behind, I took another step and called out, Know ye that I am armed and prepared to end ye, if so be, said I. I should be on a children's show. Yeah, you're spectacular. 
Yes. The, the only reply was a crash of glass and a shriek of inside me home. I tuned and bolted. Well, I think he means turned. <gasps> oh, now I'm correcting. I'm auto-correcting. <laughs> I turned and bolted the door. Oh, no. What? I tuned and bolted to the door. No, flinging... I, I, yes. I turned and bolted to the door, as in going back to the door that was just closed. Flinging it open and progressing through the threshold, there I beheld Mirassi, writhing in pain on the floorboards, a splash of crimson down the front of her bodice. She wailed in agony, and I knelt, lifting her hands from her face. There I could see the extent of damage done. Whatever beast spewed forth from the depths of hell this were, it left gouges deeply carved into her face. Bum, bum, bum. Scary. I ripped a portion of her dress and pressed it against her face to staunch the flow, murmuring soothing words to her. I was rudely interrupted by another seismic calamity, shaking the house entirely and slamming against the front door. Any excuse to rip the dress off. Uh-huh. I slowly turned my head to face the door, taking in the broken, splintered bottom. What? Taking in the broken, splintered bottom where some demon has broken into me home. I reached for the pistols I had placed on the ground to tend to me lass's wounds and slowly hefted them chest high. It was then I felt the slight pressure against me legs and the hideous thrumming noise from out the throat of the hell beast. I peered downwards. <laughs> Sorry. Would you forget where you were or something? No, I was drooling. And, I, and then I was disgusted at myself. Well, what's, what's making me drool? I peered downward and my eyes took in the vestige of this hell spawn most foul. Large green eyes in a fuzzy face. Whiskers jutting from its horrific razor tooth to mouth. It meowed, rubbed its head against me hand, and ran out the hole in the door, ne'er to be seen again. I, that night lingers in me mind, when the very spawn of hell came a-knockin' at me door. Ooh. It's not even Halloween yet. But it's Halloween right now. Halloween. It's almost Halloween. Can't wait for Halloween. I'm counting the minutes and the seconds and the days. That was Hellspawn by Doc Zim. Our dear old faithful royal listener. Loyal. Faithful loyal listener. Doc Zim. And in my eyes, royal. Totally royal. Oh, we need we need to get in contact with him and find out more about the penitentiary situation. Mm-hmm. That does not sound like a job I would want after coming back from several stints of war. Couldn't he have a nice, happy job with, like, rainbows and kittens and cotton candy and shit? You need some balance, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you for sending that in to us. Yes, thank you, Doxum. That was magical. Thank you. We should make a phone call. We should, and we will, and we shall stand by. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm almost done American Horror Story third season. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. Again, it's not scary. Someone tweeted something about asking me a question, but I never actually look at the Twitter. Someone sent you something about asking a question? What? I don't know. Don't you look at the Twitter? No. No, I just have our Air Out My Shorts Facebook page set to automatically tweet, so I'm never on the Twitter, but it looks like we're on Twitter. I see. Well, people it, do actually respond to it. But I never see the responses. I only... <laughs> I, it's voice mailbox of... Fuck. I wanted to talk to him so badly. So badly. Well, I can't talk to you in person right now. You can never talk to us in person. Third time's a charm. Recording early really does doom the chance of phone calls. And on a weekday. All our phone calls are reliant on people being drunk. So why is it that I... Leave a message. Well, that's not a surprise. <laughs> that's the only part he's going to hear. That's not a surprise. <laughs> he's he's been getting the weirdest messages from us for for like the last month and a half. Okay, this is weird. So I'm looking on I'm on the website and I'm looking at tweets and replies. I don't see any fucking replies to anything here. Well maybe I have to actually click on the fucking post. I don't know how Twitter works and I'm not I don't want to advertise that fact. I really have just got Facebook set up to Anytime we post something on the air at my short well, people page. are asking questions and That's stuff. I can see them on my phone, apparently. But I have my own personal Twitter account, so it's a conflict. I don't want to respond because then I'm responding as me. No, but the button's on the word for Twitter. I don't know how to log into that. I set it up a million years ago. Damn it. It's not looking good. I'm trying one more person, then I'm giving up. Okay. Okay. Then you need to secure call-in voicemails. Uh, let me think. All right. This will be a blast from the past if it happens. <laughs> Apparently that didn't happen. No, we can't even find out what... It's not looking good. Okay, you need to you need to rally your troops and make them leave voicemail messages cuz it's our only hope. Okay. The chances of reaching anyone at this hour on a weekday are very slim. Hello. 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 Uh, I'm stuck on the balcony. Um uh, anyway, if you are finished recording, this is um this buttons and I'm I'm still stuck on the balcony. Um, send me uh, open up the door or something. Oh, I don't know what. Anyway, anyway, I'm on the balcony right now. Right now. <laughs> Thank you. 
I, it's a beautiful view and whatnot, but um, I've looked at it for the last half hour, and I'm stuck on the freaking balcony. Can somebody let me in? Thank you. Okay. Bye. Oh, I know where I can see this stuff, at least. See what stuff? Oh, okay. So we were mentioned in Twitter by Vol... Valesios, uh, air my shorts one sixty six. Buttons is complaining there's a few there's few. Jesus Christ, air my one sixty six. Oh yeah, okay, that's the last one. Uh, Buttons is complaining there are a few creepy horror movies. What did he think of Doctor Who's Thing Under the Blanket? Well, that isn't a movie for one thing. I don't know that if this person means uh, the thing under the bed. The recent episode? I don't know, but so you don't know how to respond to it either? Uh, well, if it's a, if it's probably in reference to the, the, the thing... Yeah, I'm just saying you don't know how to respond to a tweet either, right? Oh, I could respond to the tweet, but not as okay. my shorts. Why not? Because I don't... I, she probably never sent me the info for it. Well... I hope I did. I'm sure I did, but it would have been no, well, whenever, have to go look whenever <laughs> Twitter was invented. Like, Well, I'm answering now. It was a really good several episode. Several years ago. I don't know when it, it was, was. It was Peter Capaldi's Blink episode, basically. Anyway, um, okay, well, let's uh, wrap this up, why don't we? Why don't we? Uh... Visit our... Shorts. Now visit our website at www.airoutmyshorts.com. That's airoutmyshorts.com. Call our audio comment line, please, because as you can tell, we're having technical difficulties, not technical, just difficulties, reaching actual human beings on the actual phone thingy. Um, what's our audio comment line? Uh, 305-600. Uh, I can't remember. Trying to remember what the the acronym was there, or whatever. There, it wasn't good enough to remember. Clearly not. Three zero five six hundred fifty eight thirty two. That's three zero five six hundred fifty eight thirty two. As in, call us, leave a message, get your hellspawn pirate on. Oh man, that was <laughs> lame. Oh, and someone wants to uh, contact the CEO of uh, the It Spot. Oh yes, I was going to save that in case we ran out of stories. We could read that. <laughs> we could read that as a story. Uh, Please review us on iTunes. It's very important. Nobody ever ever does that anymore. It's your way of saying we like you. We like you a little bit. Okay. I was going to say our next episode will be the Halloween episode, but this might have been it. So, boo! Scary boo! Yes. Have a good time on Halloween. Boo. Oh, I intend to. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Air out shorts! My shorts! 
Frankenstone, don't come alone. 